Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hey, my name is Albert. This is uh, Comrade uh, Jamming. How, how you doing? <laughs> Comrade Jamming. How are Comrade you? Comrade uh, I have a niece, very attractive. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Here, here, I show you a picture. I show you a picture. And uh, for this episode, we are going to talk about Red Dragon. Yeah. Red, AKA wait, wait. Black Widow. <laughs> Which apparently the biggest surprise, I think, I don't know about you, but for me, Black Widow is not a Black Widow movie. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a Black Widow movie at all. Even even though it has a color, it has an animal, it's about a Russian spy. Mm-hmm. It's not what I would imagine a Black Widow movie to well, be. Well, there's a big difference. I mean, this is a rated R movie. This is a, just a, it's actually, I thought, I didn't know it'd be this hard. I, oh, I, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. Yeah, no. I th- it's more violent and more... Hardcore than I thought. I think the 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 advertising didn't really lend itself to give you that impression. And then when I'm watching, I'm like, wow, this is this is really serious. Hey, yeah, that's Jennifer. That's just that's, that's some rapey well, stuff like here. I said, it's a lot of torture stuff. Like, like I said, it's our fault because yeah. we were thinking Black Widow. Black Widow would be like a yeah. James Bond, Mission Impossible s yeah. spy action thriller, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely not that at all. And it's a harder art than the last female led action movie, which which Atomic Blonde. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, like, right. Whoa, whoa, this is. This is a little bit serious. I mean, come on, this is this is. I don't, Atomic Blonde was more like a Black Widow movie than yeah. this one is. Yeah, and I'm not saying that as a critique or anything. But I was I was just surprised. I was surprised by how violent it was, uh, how rapey it was, and stuff like that. How yeah. much booby it was, and stuff like that. Yeah, I was surprised by it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, like the whole plot that her uncle would send her to rel to what it's essentially horror school. Yeah, you know, to to do this stuff is is. It's sick. Yeah, because I thought again going into, it, I thought be oh, it'd be like an espionage. You learn how to right. espionage, and then the sex <laughs> part of it was just like part of it. You know what I mean? It's part and parcel to what you learn. And there's some stuff about uh, traditional espionage with the fingerprints and all that stuff. But for ninety percent of it was a sexuality and right, stuff, like, seduction. Right. And stuff no, like. but that was it. They were remember in the in, in the intro, you were chosen for your beauty. Yeah. So specifically, they were chosen to be to be a seductresses. You know, no not, fatties, no fatty fat yeah. fat fat. So this isn't they're they're not getting trained to be James Bond or Black Widow. Hey, they're, comrade, they're, comrade. Yeah. Uh, we don't uh, we don't do ugly. We don't we don't do we don't do <laughs> hefflers in here. Uh-huh. And not only that, but her mom was sort of like like I knew it. I knew it. your I your uncle has always had his eye on you. Yeah. You know, I'm like I'm like wait, are they really going? There and apparently they're really going there. Yeah, I can't. I what was the last movie where incest played such a major uh, plot uh, point, a uh, plot point, and stuff like that? Was it back in Crimson Peak? I think. Yeah, yeah Crimson Peak yeah, had yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lord, yeah. I was surprised by like I said, again, it's not a critique or anything, but I was just surprised by how hardcore it was. It, in, a, in a sense, it's even more hardcore than Atomic Blonde and stuff like that. You know, yes, like, totally. it, it goes further and pushes things further and stuff like that. Again, it's not a criticism of either movie. I was just I was just surprised. I was too. And I think part of the reason why it got uh, low ratings for some people is because they, this wasn't the movie they were expecting. Yes. Because it definitely so. was not the movie I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. I think that explains somewhat of why it only made like 17, something like that. I think it's one of those movies they... They 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 don't know how to advertise. You know what I mean? It's Jennifer Lawrence. It's like do you, Jennifer Lawrence, but she's mostly known for Hunger Games. But they release it in March instead of like you know in the fall or winter months. Where you know what I mean? Where it could be where it could be more of adult theme kind of thing. You know what I mean? I think that explains why that seventeen million opening weekend. You know what I mean? It's it, it's a weird. It, I don't think Paramount knew what they had or would how to what do you call it? Uh, sell it to the audience and stuff. You know. Speaking of sell to the audience and the and the box office thing, this is kind of like a segue in a bit. 
But um, have you heard of the whole thing with MoviePass and, and Red Sparrow? No, no. For many locations, you could not use your MoviePass to watch Red Sparrow. Oh, okay. I had to go out of my way to find a movie theater that would that would allow MoviePass to be on with user Sparrow. <laughs> and it was one, of the, was one of those budget theaters really? where, I, where you paid like less than $5 for the movie ticket. Uh-huh. But the majority of tickets here in Southern California, you cannot use MoviePass to watch Red Sparrow over opening weekend. And coincidentally enough, they sent an email out saying, hey guys, watch uh, Death Wish instead. Ooh. So conspiracy? Yeah, probably. That's, that's what it sounds like. It, it does sound like uh, movie pass is kind of like, you know, shepherding, playing favorites and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Basically, like, like, give us money and we'll force people to watch your movie instead of the other one. And the thing is, we're like 10 minutes in. We haven't mentioned, do, have, do we like the movie? Because I'm, I'm, that's one of those movies where if, if somebody t- tells me they're not a big fan, they're not, you know, you know what I mean? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't move along very fast. And I'm not getting really get into it. Yeah. But if you also told me, hey, I, I I liked where the movie is a slow pace, it's a slow burn, yeah. but it's like a big twist at the end. It kind of all falls into pieces, and I and I liked it. I, I could see both arguments. You know I mean? could see both arguments. I liked yeah. it for what it is. Yeah. I don't know if I'll watch it again. I don't think I'll watch it again um, either. But if you like, if you're looking for a spy movie that's like James Bond or Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. this is absolutely not it. You know, this is for people who like something like like Tinker Tinker's uh, Taylor Soldier Spy, yeah, that kind of thing, or. Or maybe even uh, Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more in that but realm. more adult, obviously. But a lot more adult. A lot, yeah. more, a lot more, well, like you said, rapey. And, like, <laughs> very, very rapey. And there is a thing, uh, there's a valid criticism where uh, there, there pe- people who don't like the movie say it plays to an old trope where for female characters, especially, especially female characters, where to get a character, a female character to, a, to her lowest point, she has to be raped and she has to be sexually violated. It's, and you don't see the same thing for male characters. You know what I mean? It's and people uh, slam the movie for that aspect of it. And to be honest, with you, I I can see how that that's a valid criticism. I can't. Yeah. I don't argue against it. The also valid criticism. It's it's very cartoonishly propaganda. Russia bad. Mm-hmm. It was that kind of a thing. Yeah. Where I mean, I mean, we're. I, I don't know if about you, but I'm inclined to assume that this stuff in Russia exists. Yeah. But that is unfair to the country. You know, like this being well, that. Go on. I, actually, I don't mind that so much in the sense that the the people in Russia they're they're more than they're more than okay to uh, what do you call it, make a movie about um, about the U.S. from their perspective and stuff like that. I, Fair enough. I, I, but I I, I, not, I I prefer I appreciate Hollywood movies that that try and and be and fair I, and I, balance. I know, be fair and balanced. Yeah, like propaganda movies are a thing from the past. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the impression I got, and this is very much old eighties like Russia bad. You yeah. know, it it seemed a little, a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I guess I uh, that didn't really bother me that much. I that not that much. Uh, what you call Because she is Russian. She's she's the hero of the movie. I guess you know. What I mean? Is Jennifer she's Lawrence a, Russian? Yeah. Does she have any Russian blood in her? No, I'm saying the act, the the, the character. I'm talking the character. She, right, she's right, Russian right. and stuff like that. Uh, what else? What I did like. What what did I did like the fact that the movie holds in. Uh, you they don't tell you if she, how she's playing. Whether she is. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, for the Americans or whatever, until the, close to the very end, I do like that fact. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do like that fact yeah. too. I do. I did like how everything sort of all the dominoes kind of fell into place afterwards uh, at the end and stuff. I guess that's good. I mean, you can you can kind of see the fact that she's a uh, she's gonna turn her 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 uncle her uncle in right. I was hoping that was yeah. what she was gonna do. Yeah. And what else did I like? Well, going back to the whole like. Uh, women's with the women are oppressed here. Mm-hmm. I know Jennifer Lawrence said this is a perfect movie for the Me Too movement, for the Time's Up movie mm-hmm. movement, because basically the whole story revolves around guys essentially using girls 
for their own for their own needs and right. for their own purposes kind of yeah. thing you know and even even the americans in a sense are also doing the same thing even though in the, in this perspective the americans are more fair they're more you know they, they care about her a little bit more right. but at the same time she's still a tool for their needs right kind of thing so so and in her eyes she's going to do it her way and and i like the fact that by the end of the movie she did it her way mm-hmm. her choices her decisions you yeah, know so all. yeah it's like a women empowerment thing in that perspective yeah that's all fine that's all good but you know i that well it's a movie where I, I don't really have that even though it's very violent it's very Things that happen. Torture scenes. Were yeah, there's a lot of to watch. torture scenes. Are very effective. It's just, but this for some reason, there's also part of it where, it, oh, how do I say this? It, 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 at some point, it becomes even though it's very, they're, it's just very monotonous though. That, this is a criticism. I for when it started, I liked the cinematography. I liked the way it looked. But then yeah. I realized it's it's the same tone across the board for like two hours. And, and for some reason, there was no. It didn't surprise me after a while. I'm talking about the overall turn tone, not visually and also the acting and story wise. You know what I mean? I, for some reason, there was a it became monotonous after a while. Does that make sense? I it it sounds like you're you're equating the slow burn to monotonous a little bit. Because I, I, I can I get that too. Because it's kind of just going through its paces, and it mm-hmm. felt like it's just going through its paces. But it just felt like everybody was again. I think people, the cast and cinematography, you know, they should all work together, and and, so, and directing, they should all work together. They should all sort sort of hit a certain tone to it. But for some reason, there was an element of um a real surprise for me. There was elements of shock, like when she gets when it gets super violent, where you know what I mean, when he gets tortured at the end, when he gets his skin fail, flay, flayed. Well, well to be fair, they didn't really show it. It was very it's all, much it's all, yeah, it's all in the head. And like but they actually do show it after the fact. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, but that's just shock. You know what I mean? But yeah. there wasn't a genuine sense of discovery or anything like that. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? Like I said, I was never bored by the movie necessarily, but like I said, I really wasn't as involved or you know into it as I, as I think I should be. And like I said, I think that's mostly because there's not there's not an element of surprise and or discovery is what I'm trying. But to But I say. like the aspect where, like you were saying, like you're kind of not sure which side she really was yeah. on. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like that because I remember the one part where, I, at one point, you were like, okay, for sure she's with the Americans because. Because they were going to help her get out of the country, that kind of thing, blah blah blah. And then, but the one guy did say, like, "Hey, if she sleeps with you, she's definitely she's definitely uh, uh, a sparrow," yeah. you know, kind of thing. And then at one point, she actually does sleep with the guy with yeah. with what's his face. And it, it, didn't, it didn't, yeah. and it didn't seem like if it, it, it doesn't seem like it, did, it even needed to happen. Mm-hmm. It to me it felt out of character. Like, why would she do that? You know, until the very end where it was revealed why she did that because she really did need him to have an emotional attachment to her. Yeah. To 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 follow through on her. And she might have plan. really genuinely liked him and stuff like that. I guess you know. Eh, yeah. I guess. Hey, hey, how dare you question her? her <laughs> question her and stuff like that. I, and also, I like the fact that whole, the whole the whole movie was actually her seducing her uncle. You know what I mean? I, I do like that twist and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, you think it's going one way, but it's obviously she's she's been playing mind games and su- right. seducing her uncle and stuff like that. Yeah, that's we, big and the irony there is he kind of knows that's her skill, mm-hmm. but she just never. I guess he never expe- imagined that he would do it to her. Yeah. Well, he should. He, well, he the fact that he's attracted to his uh, niece, he should be open to all kinds of possibilities in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when when she got the glass with the fingerprint in it, mm-hmm. and it never played out until the very end, yeah, were you going like, okay, when is that gonna affect the plot? Yeah. And <laughs> the, the other thing I was waiting for, to drop too was during the time when she was doing a polygraph with the Americans, she lied about not sleeping with Joe Edgerton, and Joe Edgerton obviously knows, you know, like, no, 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 because because the way he was asked. Are you emotionally? Remember, 
He goes like, "Oh, I thought it was sex." No, no. He asked him, "Did you have sex with him?" And he's like, "I don't think that's any of your your your." It's, that's, that's, what has what has, what does that have to do with with the with the questioning blah blah blah? Mm-hmm. And then he she rephrased it. Are you emotionally involved with him? And she goes, oh, "No." Okay. So she's uh, not okay. emotionally involved. That's gotcha, what I'm gotcha, saying. Gotcha. I don't think he likes him. Oh, okay, you gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I like all that stuff. Like I said, it does keep you on in toes as far as where her allegiance is and all that stuff. And the, the also the, the cutaway with when she went to Vienna with the bank and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like, thought that was a play on the whole like she's she's saving up her money. Yeah. So when she gets out of the country and and who know and we and it turns out it was because of the setup for the uncle. Yeah. And also. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they do something that I really. What, what's what's one of my pet peeves in uh, if, in movies? The 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 sponsorship. Not product placement. What's the other pet peeve? <laughs> the other pet peeve. What's other? Pet Especially peeve? when it's an international thing, we uh, uh, go all these different places in the world. Oh, the language thing? No, no, it's the one where they always have those giant uh, letter cards that will tell you where everything is. Oh, oh yes, we're yes, in yes. Budapest. We're in right, Vienna. Right, right, right. This one, they didn't do it. Because you know why? Because they rely on the fact of the audience. Because in the in the movie, They're smart it, enough to figure it out. Yeah, because they literally say, "Oh, we're going to, to we're, you're going to Budapest. That's where he is." And they cut to Budapest without the title card, without the letters showing right, Budapest. Right, Because you know what? You're Budapest. They just told you, so you don't have to double. Oh, it's I I did I did appreciate that. Not once did they say London. You know what I mean? Budapest and stuff like that. So I I, I like it. I like it. It's, it's oh, a but, little but speaking thing. of accent though. At the very beginning, I'm like, okay, why aren't they? They're speaking in a Russian accent, but they're speaking in English. I, I guess because if they have to, because of an American audience, whatever. The, the the old lady that runs this Red Sparrow thing, she's she's not British, right? She's French, right? She's, not, she's I think she's French. Yeah, she's that French legendary actress, right? Yeah, her her accent's the one that her Russian accent's the one that stood out the most. I'm like, she's not even even trying to do a Russian accent, is she? I don't. That's horrible. Cause it, it almost seemed like they should have just follow the Disney model and just let, let them speak whatever language they want, you know, yeah. because it, with the understanding that you know that they're actually not speaking. But the they saw Wonder Woman. They, you know, this should follow the Wonder Woman model where everybody follows Gal Gadot's accent, match that. But see, yeah, the accents were all over the place. Even the guy who, who the guy from the, the last episode of uh, Black Mirror, the guy who runs the, uh, what do you call it? He's the guy who runs the Black Museum, right? Okay. He also, he also runs her, she's her handler, right? He has a weird accent too. I can't figure out what he, what, what kind of weird Russian accent he was doing too. Anyway, okay, the accents were all over the place. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, I I thought like for a modern movie they would have kind of go around that somehow, but I guess it was impossible if they're all Russian and 95 percent of the movie was gonna was gonna be in Russian. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I understand why they did it that way. I just kind of wish they did. I was just waiting for them to like like talk like English and Russian. Mm-hmm. And I think it only happened once. Yeah, Joe Edgerton. Yeah. Uh, when he introduced himself to uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character, he spoke to a little bit Rus- a little bit of Russian, right? Right. So and then you kind of go like, "Wait, if they can speak Russian, why do they speak English, uh, English the whole time?" <laughs> English, yeah, but yeah, you don't really want to open that Pandora's box. And it's especially it's especially valid in this case because they're doing a very kind of ultra realistic kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, so, what are you gonna do? Well, what are you gonna do? Exactly. Exactly. Well, what are you gonna do? It is. It is what it is. It's a movie thing. But yeah, like I said, it, this movie, it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. You know, I, I was expecting to be like bored with it or yeah. to somewhat be kind of annoyed with it. But no, I yeah. actually generally liked it. You know, it kept, it definitely kept my attention the whole time. And, and I can see why Jennifer Lawrence chose it because it kind of it's kind of in her subject matter. Mm-hmm. She likes movies where, where the main female is like going through some kind of like tragedy or yeah. something. 
Yeah, and also, uh, okay, she and she's very much the star of it. In the in the beginning, I thought it'd be like a half half because you know it kept cut cutting between her and Joe Edgerton yeah, the first yeah. act, but then it becomes really her movie and it's her it's her journey. I I, I can see why she should be attracted to it. Cause I was also a, questioning that actually why why it was juxtaposing between between Jennifer Lawrence and and Joe Edgerton. It was like, uh, can you make up its mind? Like, who are we supposed to follow here? And, yeah. then, and then eventually just settled on on Jennifer Lawrence. So yeah, like, okay, I thought well, it'd be a go. double. I thought he would. I thought after the opening act, I thought he would come in a little bit more often, but it turned out to be her movie and stuff. Yeah, I, I there was a, there was a one point in the movie where I thought maybe the the mole was actually going to be her uncle. Oh yeah, yeah, I thought, no. I thought so but, too. But then, but then it yeah. So in a way, I was I was a little surprised that it was actually the general. And like, oh okay, okay, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, you only have three choices, right? It's either the uncle, the uh, Jeremy Iron, or the other guy, the guy, the the other guy from Harry Potter and stuff. Like, you know, the other guy from Harry Potter. Yeah, the other guy. But you know, those are the only three left, right? But yeah, I think. I think I think it's fine the twist and all that. That's that's all fine. It's it's good. It's I think fine. I think part of it too is because I thought maybe like the reason why the uncle chose her was because that that, that way he'll be able to get out with her and yeah. her mother kind of thing. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I but thought then, but she then they, would be her his line to to escape. From but then mother they Russia. really wrapped up the whole like he's a creepy uncle. So I'm like, yeah. well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, you kissing your your niece or just. Just uh, no, 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 no. Well, I no. mean, he he really, he really crossed the line with the whole like sending her to horse school. <laughs> yeah, and also when she was getting tortured, stuff, she he kept looking at at the, at the video monitor like, hey, what's going on? Hey, you know, what I mean? at some point I thought he was gonna unzip his pants like, hey, calm down a little bit, calm down, uncle, calm down. Yes, it, it was a little much, but yeah, like but I said, the movie. Uh, this uh, aside from the movie itself, I. I think uh, the people who made I think it's Paramount, right? It is Paramount that uh, they're just selling this movie. Is it really Paramount again? I think it is Paramount. It's it doesn't seem like they know they have they sold it correctly. It's not a uh, James Bond spy action kind of a thing, or you know, what I mean? it's not even like a moody thriller in a sense. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's I don't th- I think releasing this in March does the movie a uh, sort of disservice. This is a more of a fall fall type of movie and stuff like that you know what i mean and it should be it should be uh uh advertised differently too yeah, yeah they, they shouldn't advertise it as an action trailer yeah because then the majority of people who are going to watch it are, are going to be like this isn't the movie we expected yeah. yeah and also going back to the beginning you know the first guy he, he uh, she seduces and eventually gets killed i like the fact that they it's one of those things where they kind of recognize a a, a uh, I forgot what the term is, but there's a certain there's a certain term where where they recognize a plot hole and they mention it to you, hoping to make your criticism to uh, to criticize itself before you do it. Where the uh, the guy he, he she seduces goes, hey, how'd you afford a room in my in my hotel? You know what I mean? If you right, you right, know, you know what I mean? It's like well, so, so. Here's the question: Is that a setup by the uncle to follow to make her to force her to join the sparrows? Well, yeah, it's a it's a setup in the uncle in the sense that he, he his uncle knew he was going to kill that guy, you know, no matter what, and they and the whole point was to incriminate her and recruit her into the program. But I'm just saying, the guy who felt the guy the the hotel guy who who died in that scene, he even notices the plot hole in the movie where you know this chick not she doesn't make that much money, she just got injured. Hey, why would you be? Why would you afford a room in my hotel and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Oh, but then he goes, oh, I, I'm I'm horny. Come here and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. 
Is it, isn't it also a plot hole because it's, it's the bodyguards know who he's with? Yeah, that's that's and a plot it's hole. like why weren't they after her? Yeah, obviously he ha- he has some sort of power and influence, and this whole video cameras. You would think, you would think somebody would do some sort of follow up and say, you know what? Hey, our boss got shot. The two bodyguards are still witnesses. This is security cameras. We can find this girl. You know what I mean? Can- My only conclusion is the uncle has a lot more weight than that guy. I so guess. Yeah. He, I th- I honestly think it was a setup. He wanted her niece. To get to the into that position, yeah, yeah, that that yeah. that that I agree, that one hundred percent, yeah, I I believe it's one of those things where he knew he was gonna kill him, and right. then she he just wanted to have black uh, leverage or blackmail over her and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, pretty much, it yeah. it was it, it, it was a setup. And what else? I think that's all I got. I mean, like I said, it's 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 okay movie, but it does not that much. You can kind of uh, what do you call it, uh, mine or pick apart and stuff like that. That's fine. Hmm? I I, I thought one of the best sequences in the movie was the part where she was working with the Americans to get the that American an ambassador. She was like uh, uh, oh, his, chief, of his chief of staff. staff. Mm-hmm. That I thought that, that I thought that scene was one of the best scenes in the movie because it actually felt like a traditional spy section mm-hmm. of the movie. So I, I think that's the reason why I enjoyed that the most. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's it's the movie is more complicated than than, than what it looks like from the mm-hmm. outside, and I guess. I do like the fact that that scene ends with her not being rescued by the guy. Cause you know what I mean. I I do like because I was gonna I was gonna say if Joe Edgerton saves her, that that just destroys her as a character. You know what I mean. But is she, that part of her plan though? No, 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 I I don't think she I don't think she was she wanted to get captured at that point. But I'm just saying as a, as a movie as a story, you don't want the male character rescuing the the female character. You know what I mean. You want her to be her whole. You, she wants you want her to be her. Or savior, you know what I mean. She, she, you know what I mean. So I, I like that part of it. I like the fact that it was floppy disk for some reason. You know, did you notice that? It was, like, it was floppy disk. Yeah, like floppy disk. Yeah. Hey, old school stuff. All right, all right. And uh, yeah, I do like the fact that uh, I do like that that character played by Mary Parker, Louise Parker, whatever her name. Was that who it was? Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, she's the lady from Weed, right? She, whatever her name is, she's she. I like that they mentioned. Oh, she, she plays a drunk. Yeah, she's she, a drunk. She yeah. plays a bisexual. She's out there selling secrets, and then she she gets really nervous, and and what do you call it? She gets run over by a by a truck. I, I like all but that. But she's all coming because she's like standing in the middle of the of the road here. Yeah. Ouch. That's gotta suck. But yeah, I, I, I like that sequence too. Yeah. Uh, it makes it also makes the CIA look a little incompetent. <laughs> like uh-huh. seriously, can you be more obvious that you're spying on her? I know it's, it's two <laughs> two of them are like like putting the hand to to the the ear and stuff. Like, yeah, come on guys, come on guys, exactly. Come on, come on. Guys. And not only that, but Joel Edgerton falls in love with with, with her yeah. really fast. It's like, come on now, she, well, she have better training than that. Well, it's Jennifer Lawrence, how dare you? How still, dare you? still, still, she's, she's a good looking broad. Yeah, and in my head, I'm thinking like, well, he's not getting paid that much, so. I guess because <laughs> CIA agents are actually not paid a lot of money. That's, that's when they get bribed, man. That's when they get blackmailed <laughs> and stuff like that. Holy cow and stuff like that. Okay, so any any final thoughts? And that's it. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I I imagine by the end of the movie or years afterwards, there's no way she can keep this up. I mean, I assume that that she's written in. She's her character's written to the point where you can believe she's gonna pull this through all the way to the end. She's gonna be a secret mole for for the Americans. But I don't know how that long that can last. Quite honestly, it it seems like moles are just gonna get, you know, discovered eventually. Well, it seems like her number one objective was just keep, is to keep uh, her um, her mom alive. Right. I'm assuming she bails once. Uh, what do you call it? 
she either passes away or she get her mom out of there. That's, that's that doesn't mean that that everybody's always gonna be watching the mom because as soon as the mom leaves the country, she's already a suspect automatically. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that reminds me, the 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 torture scene with uh, Jennifer Lawrence when they were trying to find out did. Did she give up uh, the asset? I was like, why don't you just torture her mom? You know, she 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 loves her mom. Just torture the mom. That is true. That is true. Just do that. I I yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a plot hole too. Yeah, because a, t- a typical spy movie will go that direction. And also, I don't want to sound to be a dick, but her mom didn't look that sick. She she looked fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a the opening sequence where she's kind of helping her mom like along with a cane. She her mom she she can walk on her own. She's fine. You know what I mean? She's fine. Relax, relax. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Yeah, I, I think we're going to end this right there. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. She, she looks good, man. She looks good is what I'm trying to say. John May, where can people find you online? Uh, comrade, you can find me on the, the Twitter. The Twitter, where all the Russian bots are. Uh, Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. And it's Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can find me on my other podcast, The Stuff and Junk Show. Uh, my I saw the movie blog and my comic strip. All You can all find all that at whowhatworsthy.com. If you want to send your comments, send it to whowhatworsthy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, just head over to whowhatworsthy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsthy.com. So last year, there was a summer movie that I actually rather enjoyed called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Why would but you tell people that you enjoyed that movie? Why would I did. you say I that? I did. I legitimately enjoyed it, except I keep saying... But they chose the wrong people for the leads. I, I, do, I do not like those two people for the leads. Mm-hmm. The Again, movie, we're talking about uh, Valerian and the City and the city of a Thousand Plants. Yeah, yeah, and you recently saw it from Amazon Prime, I'm guessing? Yes, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has it now, so you can watch it. Um, I, I watched it like the, 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 the way you should, for free, at home, <laughs> on TV. <laughs> I actually liked like, the craziness of the movie. Like mm-hmm. It felt like a B movie with a, with a huge budget. Kind of like the Fifth Element. Yeah. So it reminds it remind me of the Fifth Element, and it's because it's directed by the same guy, written by the same guy, mm-hmm. based on an old sci-fi project from decades ago that that, that helped inspire uh, Star I, I Wars. I heard as well. the, uh, I heard George Lucas ripped them off. I, somebody told me that once. That's correct. Yeah, correct. Somebody told me that. Holy but but the, but like from the opening sequence with David Bowie's uh, song. Yes. I mean that's a great sequence, right? Yeah. I was telling Albert, this is probably the greatest. Uh, no, I'm complimenting it. This is the greatest movie with the worst two leads ever in the history yeah. of filmmaking. The two opening sequences are. Historically great. That's the, just the initial sequence. I'll go to the very first sequence where I had no idea it was going to start like in 2020, whatever it started. It starts relatively in modern times, right? Right. And then it, you see the space station get built and all the different uh, countries or nationalities from Earth, you, they tech up to the point where they can go to that space station and join that space station. You know, they're always shaking hands and it gets to the point where. 50 years in the future, 100 years in the future, 200 years in the future, all these different aliens also come to that space station. It's a wonderful, wonderful sequence. It's a yep. wonderful, hopeful sequence. It's as good as any... It's what Star Trek... Uh, the, the ideas behind Star Trek, it's visually represented in that sequence alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a seven-minute sequence. Isn't yeah, it? it's absolutely breathtakingly beautiful and touching and all that stuff. And then the sequence after it with the alien planet, amazing, fantastic. It's a real... I love the visuals. I love the, the the culture. You really get sense of the place. You really get sense of who who the who, who the, the people living there and stuff like that. It's one of those things where I can't tell. Is it animation or is it is it one? It's of like those, Avatar. Yeah, it's Avatar kind of a thing, right? right? It's a motion capture. It's it's the best motion capture animation I've ever seen. It's beautiful. It's exquisite. These aliens looking, and then and then the two leads show up. To be, to be fair <laughs> with that, 
the oh the, the the opening scene that was given to them was that that market scene yeah and the mar- the creativity around the marketing it's is incredible too. yeah yeah the, but the, yeah yeah hold on a second let's just not let's just, let's just get over the two leads the two leads are historically bad it's yeah they're really they're bad, bad. They're, they're bad, bad. And it's not I don't want to just put it on the two actors I'm I'm putting on the producers the writers the the people that hired them and had them execute those characters as well yeah I'm sure yeah. the comics the comic book they played a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, these two actors in the, and I guess the writing for the two actors mm-hmm. just doesn't hold a candle to who those characters probably were in the comic books it's just terrible Dave the Hand is supposed to be this experienced guy yeah. like a Han Solo S type yeah. type character or a, a Poe Dameron type character yeah. and he doesn't feel like it Yeah, he doesn't look like it it's like it's like he's literally just yeah. like coasting through it. Yeah, his whole thing is like, hey, I'm this, I'm this, uh, what do you call it? I'm this uh, sexy dude. I've I've slept my way across the universe, but you know what? I'm gonna settle down. You know what I mean? I'm gonna settle down. And I'm looking at Dave DeHaan. I was like, what? Really? This you? guy? <laughs> you? You? And also, you look like you're 22 or something. You be settling down right now? Really? Now you want to settle down? Really? You're 22, man. You just got out of high school. Your balls just dropped from puberty. Yeah. Really? It really? should be played by like a 40-something-year-old yeah. guy. I, also, I, was, I was telling Albert uh, off mic and stuff. Like, they literally, not just not just they, they have no chemistry or they're bad acting. They literally look exactly alike. They literally like, say two people. <laughs> you know what I mean? They look like, I'm not talking about the ethnicity too. It's easy to say, oh, it's just two white, dopey white dudes. But literally, it's like two brunette white dudes that are roughly the same height. They both have the same dour kind of look. Right. If, if they play, if, they, if they're in another movie, and you told me they're playing brothers and sisters. I was like, yeah, yeah, they're brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yep. That's how much they look alike. It's like, why would you, even if you want to cast like two white people, pick a blonde, pick a tall person, pick a short person, have a different disposition. It's like literally they have the same, they look identically alike, same disposition, same outlook. And also going back to the writing and characterization, they, they do them no favors. It's like they put them in bad positions too. Like, the very opening sequence where uh, what do you call it? They're, uh, they get this thing from two dimensions, which is fantastic, right? The idea of yeah. stealing something. The, from the world building in that sequence it's is unbelievable. It's gorgeous, incredible. Like yeah. But I'm sticking to the characterization. Okay, so they're stealing something, and then they have a whole crew with them, right? And then they're leaving, and the monster chases them down, like six or seven. They're trying to escape and stuff like that. So the two lead characters escape in their spaceship. They have no regard for the other five or six characters in that yep. escape. It was like. That's a perfect moment of characterization. You can, you can, sh- you can, you can, you can feel something for the two characters if they try to save those their comrades, the army, because they're also army, right? You know what I mean? What's the thing? They're like armies are not supposed to leave their brothers behind. They're supposed to help each other. You know, save each other and stuff. None of that. It's just the the other six characters are just disregarded at that moment. And then from that moment on, you're really not uh, invested in the two lead characters because you know why? Because they're dicks. The dicks. No, I I agree. It, it seemed like Luke Besson was very focused on the world building, yeah. which I I top not two thumbs up for the world building of this yeah. movie, but the storytelling needs to be better. Yeah, it's like George Lucas, a prequel level writing and characterization. <laughs> it's that bad. Yeah, like same, yeah, the prequels yeah. technically has good world building, yeah. but the storytelling is subpar. Yeah, yeah and this is Valerian right there. And the whole thing with like Rihanna's character and stuff like that, you know, Rihanna's character, you think, oh, you didn't even see her get stabbed in the whole action sequence, but then she dies and Dane DeHaan's character is like mourning her like it's her... Like you be- just <laughs> met her 20 minutes ago. Literally, <laughs> literally 20 minutes ago. And I'm not talking, in movie time, 20 minutes can span hundreds of years because of editing and all that stuff. But literally, yeah. 20 minutes, literally, t- from the previous scene, you met her and you're mourning her like you're, yeah. you're mourning you her You met her at the beginning of the mission yeah. and she died at the end of the mission like if he cared that much yeah. for that for the stranger he just met to to his crew in the beginning of the movie then i'll believe it yeah but 
there was no regards to that, that at all. And also, again, w- one of the things Albert and I always talk about is every movie has its own internal logic, and your movie has to follow that logic. In the beginning, of that scene where she he goes to rescue her because there she's uh, she's trapped behind the 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 aliens or whatever. There's like, oh, I can't rush in here with my guns blazing because I don't want to start an uh, international incident. But later on, he just kills the king. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The king of the, like, what the hell's going on here? And I thought, oh, like, he's such a rebel. I know. So I was like, oh my god. And, and the thing is, you know, in a uh, this is I'm gonna take a shot at Luke Besson's imagination. If if is your whole imagination only geared towards the visuals and stuff, your imagination also has to extend to like action sequences and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because the cheap thing to do right there is to do an action sequence where he every chops everybody up, you know, b- blows everything up. You know what I mean? The, if your creativity and imagination should also extend to those those sort of things, get your characters out of that situation without using resorting to violence and stuff. You know what I mean? I, yeah, that's, I that, agree. That, 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 that bugged me a lot too. You but, know what I mean? But then that is kind of his forte. He likes to do that. He did yeah. it in Leon the Professional. Yeah. He did that in The Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. He likes to do that. But yeah, but you so, also, like I said, you establish the fact that, you know, that's the king. They li- he they Hansker literally like shot the king's head. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like, it's, come on, man. I think our co- the comparison with George Lucas is apt. Yeah. Because clearly Luke Besson has the world building in mind. Yeah. He has the characters in mind, but he needs a different writer to write the story. Yeah. 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 So. Also, you, it's also you can also he you can tell he needs a female to help him write because in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in his mind he's saying, "Oh, this is a great female character because she, she's out there kicking ass and stuff like that." But no, she, that, that's a poor, poorly written female character because all she does at the beginning is say, "No, no, 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 I don't want to marry you. No, no, I'm gonna save you." But after I save you, oh, uh, I, I'm a, I want more thank you. Why didn't you thank you for saving me and stuff like that? It's like it's still very poor, poorly written. It, it does it's seem like yeah. I think in the comic books because I think the comic book lasted for a yeah. decade. It, they probably built up to those points, yeah. and then this movie tried to compress that down. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they should have just like left that for a future movie. Or yeah, and also, I don't know why okay. she's the one that argues at the end, like, "Oh, we should help these guys." You know what I mean? She's not the one with the alien princess in her and stuff. Like that. I have no idea why those things got flipped around too. You know what I mean? If the, the whole fact that the alien princess is in Dana Han doesn't really play a factor, I don't really think because mm. she's the one that, at the end arguing, "Hey, man." We should turn these guys in. Let's go through a trial and stuff. He's like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like a I very said, frustrating. It's a very frustrating. Like movie. I said, really love the world building. I want to see more movies on this world. Yeah. But my God, recast the leads mm-hmm. and find a writer to tell the story. Yeah. And also, I'm going to say it. It's, uh, the, it should have won uh, the Oscar for Best Visual Effects. It's, it's yeah. Visual Effects. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. That whole action sequence. The whole... World building is amazing. Where it's like it's like it's it's a it's a it's a pl- it's a it's a world built with different planets, different parts, different type of. It's like Zootopia almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. It's really good. It's it's and it's clean. All the all the special effects are clean. They look really finished. Really, you, you, you know what they should have done? It's beautiful. Is, is I know I know the alien sequence in the beginning is great, mm-hmm. but maybe revolve the whole movie around that, that a, market yeah. case. The, yeah, just the, the, the whole. Uh, highs in the market is enough to for its own movie. Yeah, they should have just stuck with that. It's a brilliant, brilliant sequence where, yeah, they're doing a heisting with, between two dimensions. It's a brilliant idea, brilliantly executed. 
it's it's just it's just sad. And also, I won't I won't mention what you said. Uh, you you mentioned that it's based on a comic book and stuff. Right. It does it does have a very comic book feel in the sense that it's it does seem like each action sequence it's like an issue of a comic book. You know what I mean? Right. One one's beginning of one at the market. The whole sequence where she uh, Valerian rescues her and stuff like that. And the end, it all it does feel like ch- different chapters in a in like a limited series of a, of a comic book and stuff like that. Which I guess is a compliment. I guess. Yeah. Oh, speaking of compliment, I I do gotta point out the sequence. Where Dane DeHaan had to go after the girl, the other girl, Cara Delevingne, mm-hmm. and he was literally going to different planets in the in the yeah, thousand planet. Yeah, I thought that was a great crazy sequence yeah, where it's, it's a different kind of chase sequence where he's literally crush crushing through yeah. these other planets. I thought that was fantastic to look. Yeah, at. and also the the underwater sequence where it's like you, you you don't see the context of where that water is in the space station, but the fact that there's a under whole underwater ocean in that world is amazing. It's it's, it's brilliant. It, it, it's very imaginative and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, at the same time, it's a terrible sequence because you, you realize, why did she go with the fisherman to go get to go into that water auto, auto, underwaters? You know what I mean? Right, right. She didn't need to go. She, she, they specifically hired him to get that jellyfish. You know what I mean? And yep. she needs to put it on her at the end. So why did she go with him in the first place? Yeah. Once again, storytelling falls apart. World building, fantastic. Storytelling yeah. falls apart. And also, did you notice that the, some of the money was actually paid by the by the, the Chinese people, right? Oh, and yeah, it, that's and, right. And again, uh, Chinese pop stars or Chinese actors have become product placement in these movies and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. you know, the Asian guy, I, Wikipedia, because I, I, I didn't I didn't recognize the guy, but I knew 100% sure that's got to be a famous Chinese guy for him to have that that many lines and also have him do kind of more or less save the day at the end. You know, you know what I mean? That guy has to be famous, right? So I Wikipedia it later on. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a Chinese pop star. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I changed my mind. Luke Besson should go ahead and give the rights to the Valerian storyline to somebody to make a proper animated series. So I think that's the only yeah. way they can really pull this off. Wait, is this the one also where after this movie bombed, the, the, the special effects house that, that made the... Or the studio itself? Europa? Yeah, I think that's not the one that kind of closed or laid off, laid off a lot of people. Uh, but that's a, that's an ongoing story with a lot of movies now. Right. Because the visual effects, whoever did the visual effects were, were brilliant. I love the Marvel movies and stuff, but those special effects are farmed out to like, you know, different, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. Different visual effects companies do different sequences in Marvel. So you can kind of see the str- how they kind of get, uh, I don't want to say Frankenstein together, but they're kind of like... Well, no, that's a good together. description actually. Because yeah. because of Marvel's tight time frame right. they have to farm it out to multiple production yeah. companies but you can, yeah but for, in this case you can tell one visual effects house uh, did this movie from Spent beginning all the time and, it, yeah. yeah and it's it's just gorgeous it's just go- I, you could just watch this movie and maybe you should watch this movie without the just, sound just mute, just, just mute it I was yeah. gonna say just mute it or at least like remove all the day, all the dialogue sequences they should have made a silent film have we mentioned the two leads have we mentioned the two leads are very very bad <sighs> It's like so it's disappointing. A, again, uh, we, when you watch a movie, you have to cheer for. You have to be involved in the story, and your two lead characters are that. You know, what I, mean? I have no idea why the main crux of their story is. Oh, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Yeah. Like, well, once again, it seemed like that was a, a, an ongoing story in the current book that they kind of cram into this one movie, and it just doesn't work by in one movie. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I can't. I just knew I was in trouble. Like when they when they had that first action sequence, when they had their army buddies, they're doing a mission, and the two lead characters had no 
no recognition that the other guys were in trouble. You know what I mean? All they were focusing on is getting their ship, jumping on from one ship to another ship with the with their with their uh, of their uh, target and stuff. It's like, but then 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 they do some lampshading there where they're all you're on your own. You know, yeah. you're kind of like we're not really a group. We're we're just doing the mission for. That's me. not like, how things work. I know, it, 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 but that's what I mean. They were yeah. they were lampshading the situation. Yeah, but that's not that's not good idea. They shouldn't have lampshaded that. Like I said, you have to root for your lead character. You have to be you have to be empathetic to their cause and stuff yeah. like that. They, they can be jerks and dicks and stuff like that. But when when it comes to life and death, and especially to army, you know what I mean? There's, there's you, you, come on, man. come on, guys, yeah. come on, man. There's a giant monster that's, that's munchy on those two, on the other guys. They say, come on, guys. But yeah, but like I said yeah. in the beginning, I really enjoyed the movie. For the world building, yeah, I it just such it's just such a missed opportunity because yeah. I want to see more of the thing world. is Dane DeHaan was more focusing on saving a girl in his dreams, than, <laughs> right, than, right, than, right. Than, the, than his comrades in arms. Like, what the hell is going on here? I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what they should have done? They should have just put the the David Bowie sequence and release it like a short a short film, yeah. and turn it into the Oscars. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they could have just done the David Bowie scene and the alien scene the first fifteen minutes, and that's it. I. I, yeah. I could just walk out and, and then make a movie yeah. off the, the 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 market scene, and then there we go, there you go. You got if like I were walk, if I were walked out out of fifteen minutes, I would have said, you know, that's the best movie of the year, man. That's Oscar <laughs> caliber right there. Like, holy yeah. cow! It was such a waste. It was such a waste. <laughs> it's a waste of the opportunity. But I, we we would say, kind of check it out. You know, if you can put up with Dane yeah. DeHaan and Cardi Levine, which because the, the which, world building which, is yeah. just fantastic. Actually, I do regret not seeing it in a theater and not yeah. reviewing it. It did look great so in the theaters. I review, I, re, I, re, I regret not reviewing it early and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Good job, uh, Luke Besson. Yeah, good job, Luke Besson. You ruined a, a perfectly good franchise or a potential new franchise. Uh, hundred and nine, eight hundred eighty million dollars for that. Oh my mm. goodness! Come on, guys. Come on, guys. You couldn't hire. Any of any young, we live in a golden age of of young actors and stuff like that. I think couldn't you put couldn't pick any other two? I have no. It's like come on, man. He George Lucas this franchise. Oh my, God. he absolutely did. Yeah, I don't know, man. Stick with the world building and give the writers. Uh, they give other writers a chance to tell the story. I just saw Saoirse Ronan and stuff like that on, in the Lady Bird. She's she would have been great in it. Timothy Chalamet and stuff like that. Actually, honestly, I think the female character was supposed to be like a more. Uh, a more like Wonder Woman type character. Mm-hmm. And they Gal- gave it to to uh, supermodel Cara Delevingne. Give it to Gal Gadot then. I don't know. Figure <laughs> yeah. it out. I don't know. Figure this out. Anybody but these two and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, come on, man. It's like a lot of... Lot, you could just Rihanna wasn't great in the movie, but she could have done the, the female part. I, yeah, I, th- I thought she did a better job. I, I yeah. think I remember watching the movie and go, they should have just gave it to Rihanna, the yeah. Cara Delevingne character. Because like I said, my, my, my biggest criticism between the two is like, they look exactly alike. They're like carbon copies of each other. They're literally looking the same person. <laughs> Seriously, who cares? They gotta, they gotta do. They look exactly alike. Seriously. It's just, it's, you it's super the two faces together. It's the same person. It doesn't help that Cara Delevingne has a big, giant, bushy eyebrows, which yeah. she's famous for, but I don't know. All right. This has been another episode of Spoilers, Please, which is part of the Who, What, Where, Why Network.